Hello, and welcome to Pod Catalyst, a podcast dedicated to emerging trends and thought leadership within the communications profession. I'm Peter Finn, Executive Director of the International Association of Business Communicators, or IABC. And every few weeks, I interview a thought leader where they can share their perspective on the profession and provide insight on a diverse set of issues facing professionals today. In this Pod Catalyst episode, I spoke with Ben Reynolds, who leads the Specialist Employee Communication Practice at Gallagher, which is a 150-strong global team of communications consultants, creatives, data analysts, and digital experts. We spent some time discussing the State of the Sector Report, which is the definitive global survey of the internal communication profession that is informed by responses from hundreds of communication and HR professionals around the world. If you are interested in hearing more about the State of the Sector 2021 report, IABC will be hosting a webinar on March 11th at 11 Central Standard Time, or you can catch the recording. Hello, everyone. I am speaking with Ben Reynolds from Gallagher today, and we're going to talk a little bit about his work and also the State of the Sector report and get his thoughts and insights on that. But to just kick things off, Ben, you want to just tell us a little about your work at Gallagher and a little bit about the, uh, and we're going to get into it some more, but just a high-level overview about the State of the Sector report. would be great. Yeah, happy to. So hi, I'm Ben Reynolds, Global Managing Director for the Employee Experience and Communication Practice within Gallagher. And I understand that Gallagher probably won't roll off the tongue for many of the listeners in terms of communication. So when it comes to maybe insurance, they may be more aware of Gallagher and maybe in the UK to do with the rugby. But essentially, Gallagher helps organisations worldwide manage risk. And if we think of organisations, one of the largest investments that they make is in people. So we help organizations make sure that they're maximizing their people experience, creating a a return on investment by exciting, engaging, inspiring the people to make a difference every day and then helps them manage their one of the largest risks, which is, is the people. And we all know to excite and engage people that employee communication is vital to do this. So we've been on our journey uh, within Gallagher since 2014, building a communication practice to enable us to do this. And in doing so, we acquired a business called Gatehouse, who many of the listeners may be aware of, for their excellent work they've done in the broader employee communication market. And in doing so, there was a part of that, which was called State of the Sector, which is our annual global survey of the internal communication and employee landscape. And that had been running for about 13 years. It's endorsed by many leading names in the internal communication profession, including the IABC, which is great. And the report is the time to just sort of take a time out and really look at the landscape of internal communication from internal communication professionals, asking them, you know, sort of what they're up to, what's being planned, measured, what channels they're they're using, how organizations are engaging with their people, the relationship between leaders, uh, the communication professionals and the organization, and diving into some of the, the tactical questions around budget, priorities, channels, line management, and how that can be enabled to move forward. We've just released the 2021 edition, which is great, where we had over 800 responses from HR and communication professionals. So super excited about what we're going to talk about today. How have you seen the report kind of year over year impact the profession, the practice of professionals? I've got to think that organizations likely shift some things, launch some new initiatives as a result of the report. You know, it's giving a lot of new insights for leaders of those organizations. So if you could just talk a little bit about that, that'd be great. I know the report's been around since 2008. Is that right? 
Correct. Yeah. So 2008, it was launched. And at that time, if we sort of go back in time for a second, the internal communication profession and the market was sort of still very sort of immature. It's still sort of stabilizing as a as a function. And, and there was very few resources around for professionals to kind of see what was going on and understand and, and learn. And it was never an academic exercise for the founders of Gatehouse who set up State of the Sector. It was more around helping practitioners do what they need to do and, and consistently improve. So the survey has really evolved over the years in line with the market of, of internal communication. And if we look to the early days, it was very much around broadcast and, and broadcasting models and how we're successful with those, but then moving into sort of listening strategies, feedback channels and measurement. So how that was then being stitched into. And then obviously in, in around the sort of 2012 era around moving into technology with the, the rise of enterprise social networks. And then in 2017, the sort of Office 365 effect where sort of internal communication and, and the IT department sort of came together and how you could use a framework and benefit the channel that you were given to have impact to the communication that you were doing, rather than it just being more noise in an organization and adding to it. So the report has, has really grown and become a benchmark of internal communication for practitioners to use. And many of the clients use it as a way to understand where they're at, what's working, what's not working, what gaps they might have in, in terms of what they're doing at organization that they're, they're working for, but also a tool to guide strategy development, budget reviews. And we receive many requests when professionals are starting the year and they're saying, well, what do I need to do this year and how do I structure it? And these are the challenges in the organization. So it's really evolved with the industry. And every year, we're not really sort of interested in sort of just saying this is it. We want to create discussion. We want to create debate because that's how we will we'll move the industry forward. So our commentary is, is about sort of not shying away from the underlying or professional weaknesses, but drawing attention to them so that we can collectively sort of improve and, and move forward. And, you know, this has now come up, we've been doing this, you know, pod catalyst for several weeks. And, you know, one of the questions, you know, that always comes up is the year we've had. <laughs> so what are some of the, the big differences, you know, as a result of the year we've had, and I think everyone around the globe has experienced, what are some of the things that you're seeing, uh, you know, in that 2020 report or the questions that you're asking for 2021? Like, what are some of the things that surfaced given the amount of change that the world's gone through? Yeah, uh, what a year 2020. So I think when we really sort of look at it, the internal communication market really experienced unprecedented levels of influence in, in 2020. It really, it was always improving in its awareness for leaders and how they should utilize it. But in practice, there was lots of other conflicting priorities and, and different things sort of coming in. But in 2020, I think it really became business critical. And the report really shows that two thirds of internal communication professionals really believe their influence increased during 2020. And, it, and it's unsurprising uh, when, we, when we think about what was going on in organizations at the time and, and what they needed internal communication to do. But what was in there was also themes that were emerging. The two key ones that sort of came to the top were employee well-being and DNI. And, and what's interesting is that we've sort of always known that these themes have been around. They're not sort of new. But the pandemic and social events such as Black Lives Matter have really brought the two topics to the top of the agenda for leadership. So therefore, leadership are looking to address them. So I think that's then added to the ability for internal communication to sort of connect in uh, with an organization and make the voice that's coming from the top even more relevant. Another big theme that came out last year was change, obviously, in particular, the need to drive cultural change, uh, new ways of working. 
Uh, one thing that we explored in the report specifically was how organizations are managing this change and, and the role that the internal communicators pl are playing in this. And it's fair to say that um, I think that the leaders have been under huge amounts of pressure, obviously, for, for the last 12 months, and that those demands will continue to grow as we move into 2021 and the, the sort of the recoveries from the year, 18 months that we're having, and then into potential localized recessions. So now we're going into what is the bounce back from that. And we need to make sure that we can't really look at the unknown entity of a dispersed workforce and the unfamiliar platforms and loss of face-to-face -face as the reason for not quite getting things right anymore. We need to be better at understanding the landscape that we're, we're, we sort of find ourselves in now. Uh, one last thing we wanted to explore um, is how organizations are, are moving to a virtual engagement strategy and trying to understand what that's meant and the new channels that have, have potentially evolved or been introduced as a result of 2020. Yeah, you know, there was a McKinsey report this last year. I mean, it was, it was talking about retail, e-commerce, and the acceleration with e-commerce, where I think it was 10 years of growth in three months. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of thinking about with communications and you know, and I know the digital experience is, is something that you touched on a little bit. But can you talk about how organizations have kind of adapted to being more digital, how that's more of a focus? And, and I, I believe that's also something you're, you're talking about in the webinar that's coming up as well for us. But how has that accelerated? I mean, do you see that it probably grown exponentially because of the kind of changes that we've been experiencing over the last year? Yeah. And obviously, I think when we, we would all look at it and say that the digital experience arena has obviously advanced uh, hugely as a result of what we all went through and organizations had to go through last year. But interestingly, there's sort of been limited shifts in, in the channel use. So if we look at it and say that Microsoft products were the, the biggest increase, Microsoft Teams and, and Yammer as such, where organizations reacted to rolling out technology that was available to them. So it wasn't necessarily that, that there was anything new. It was, well, that's available. We can switch it on and, and let's go. Obviously, there was a sort of use of web calls, both for leaders and, and employees and, and web experiences. And off-the-shelf employee mobile apps obviously gained uh, more ground as well. I think also we saw the rise of non-official channels, such as messaging apps and, and WhatsApp, which obviously is is the round the regulation and how you then bring that on board in terms of your channel framework that you're doing, which is sometimes a bit of a challenge um, when you may not have control of it. So what we're really seeing is that organizations had to react very quickly and adapt to the situation on a sometimes daily basis around how they were going to connect workforces as, as we went into whatever form of change that was as a result of the pandemic. So what's worrying, though, that when they went into the, the pace is that we only saw about a third of organizations say that they had a clear sort of strategy for what their digital experience would be. And although that we saw half of the respondents saying that they are uh, defining this at the moment, clearly in 21, we really need to take a step back, think about the change that's gone on in the organization, think about what it is that we need to achieve. Remote working is here to stay. And we need to make sure that they're not temporary fixes. They're actually moving more to ingrained uh, sort of ways of working and the cultural aspect that we want to create for the organization. And when we look at um, the sort of engagement respondents uh, that the digital is driving, 77% believe that digital channels do well at creating engagement, but only 55% say it supports collaboration. So it's not only about making sure that the message is heard, it's actually around how do we create the communities, the collaboration, the the ways of working so that people can work together. Um, but as you mentioned, on the 11th of March, we'll be sharing our findings uh, a little bit more detail around 
uh, what the report unearthed. We're also inviting uh, Matt Holder, who's the Global Communications and Engagement Director at EY, because Matt and EY have done some great work in improving the way um, that it engages its employees digitally and reducing that sort of noise around so many digital channels that are available with the launch of a, a new internet platform. So Matt will be talking about his approach that the business took, understanding the business needs, defining its vision for what that digital experience needs to be, and then implementing it through a, a strategy in a in a highly complex and, and sort of member form organization. And I believe the other component too is the employee experience. So how is that? Do you see that as separate or sort of complements or, you know, they're sort of integral you know, as we talk about the digital experience, but also the employee experience? Could you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that was also highlighted in the webinar. It's great to see that X is, is sort of moving up the agenda. When we look at it, when we look at the results that two-thirds think that their influence has moved up in the organization, um, what we look at now is that it's time for the communicator to, to really have the influence. And unfortunately, even though the uh, influence in, is increased, it shows signs that we haven't fully embraced the world of employee experience and, and, and X, which we believe is vital to enable the communication and the communicators within an organization to have that impact on an organization, which will then only improve conversations with the leaders. Because we know, uh, which is also uh, within the report, that two thirds of, of leaders have a clear mandate for improving the employee experience in the organization. So um, there's a real opportunity for the, the comms professionals to kind of start to lean into this um, because there haven't been any sort of cross-department task forces created. And we believe there's sort of eight impactors to the employee experience, which you can you can read about in the report. So really, it's it's starting to think about how we as communication professionals can elevate the work that we do for managing the channels and the content and everything that sort of goes with that, which is vitally important. But being more into the trusted people that can advise the leaders on how to solve their business challenges to, to really reach the level of influence um, that goes beyond the broader employee experience and, and business transformation and into questions that we should be answering around how does what we're doing and the initiatives that we're driving with our communication affect business performance and growth, employee retention and productivity. They're, they're key drivers in an organization. And I think we have the time and the chance now to, as communicators to really lean into this. We also found that communicators talk a lot about insight, um, uh, which is obviously vital measurement. And it's always something that's been improving. But when we look at it, channel reach is still sort of the area that, that a lot of professionals are sort of measuring themselves on. What we think is that you need to think differently about what it is the employees will do as a result of all the communication we're pulling together and what really are the drivers for organizational performance, that it's beyond just the engagement of did the communication land, but reframing the objectives to be lined to the strategic direction from leadership into human behavior. What, what's the behavior change that we need to, to see of this? It's tough, right? It's not easy when I come on here and say this. It's not like I've got something I can do, but we all need to start to address this by making small improvements today because they will start to make the, the foundations for really evidence-based impact to the communication we do, which then drives commercial conversations with leaderships which then means we get more sort of budget. If we don't start, which the report shows year on year, we won't get there. So we've got to face into the challenge and start to think differently about measurement and how it can help employee experience. Yeah, I'm just curious, Jimmy, you said two thirds of companies have this mandate, 
or have some sort of mandate around uh, the employee experience. What about that other third? I mean, why wouldn't they, you know, is it just, you know, not, a, hasn't been a priority or I guess the other thing is like, do you see that companies are just moving year over year, that number kind of grows that people get it, that understand that that, you know, how critical that is in terms of having engagement with their employees. And, you know, as you say, trying to move culture change. Yeah, I think it, I think you're right in terms of it's still relatively new in terms of the phrase, a term uh, um, uh, which it comes into it. So I think it is moving up the corporate agenda because they're starting to understand the impact it can have on what it is. But I think, still think the definition around what the employee experience is still being sort of established. And when when we look at it, it's from every touch point an employee has with the organization. So of course, communication stitches everything together, but it's not necessarily just linked to strategic narrative and, and communication from leadership, it will all also encompass everything they have from how they engage with their reward and benefit and metrics of uh, recognition, how it aligns to their career development and how they engage with and, and drive a business forward. Also around elements around what does the organization stand for and the links into its environment policies and the difference is trying to make to DNI and 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 such. So therefore, we we need to think about all of these areas. And as I think, as it matures in a CEO and and, and kind of enterprise level thought process, a communicator needs to be leaning in that to say, I can help with all of that because we understand people. So we we can help connect that in with 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 good communication. Just thinking maybe on more the individual professional, you know, so sort of our members, you know, look at this report. What are some of the takeaways that you hope that there's that would be useful for them over, you know, 2021 or into 2022? So the big takeaway, I think, for me is that now's the time, really. There's uh, the influence for us as, uh, as communicators in organizations has never been higher, both from a CEO's appreciation, but also in terms of the employee appreciation. You know, I think what employees learn is that, during the pandemic with the the shifts to ways of working and everything that was affected uh, last year, communication was the connection, really. That was how I connected back in the organization. I wasn't in an office anymore. I didn't see people. So how I was in touch with an organization and, and what it was doing at that time was was the appreciation went up. So now's the time for us to understand that we've got the employees understanding the importance of communication. And we've now got the CEOs and the, and the leadership understanding. And that gives us the opportunity to pivot and shift the importance to say, well, what's really on the agenda of, of the, the CEO and the people is the people agenda and how they are interacting with an organization. And if we start to think about that and start to think about, well, how can we really improve the, the people experience in an organization um, with communication, we can really start to create organizational experiences through all of the touch points of employee experience that drive an organizational performance. Um, because if we're inspiring the people and, and they're engaged and motivated to, to come in every day and make a difference, then we're driving that organization forward. So we have a, a huge opportunity to really start to connect in what we do on a day-to-day basis with communication and business outcomes, business success measures, and what I find that hugely rewarding at the moment, right? Uh, as a, what's an opportunity and a time to be in the internal communication profession? Because if we can do that, we can really elevate the impact that we have by if we're changing the uh, behavior of the employees for the better, and they're driving that organization forward for the better, those mission and purposes for the organizations that they work for will have a huge impact on, on society as a whole because they're providing a service to us all. 
So we really have this opportunity to make a difference at the moment. And, and I believe it's now's our time, right, as communicators to seize this and, and really make a big step change in our history of, of the profession. Looking back of where we've come to what we have in front of us, I think it's a, a fantastic opportunity and a fantastic time to be in internal comms. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, my last question, and maybe it speaks to what you just were talking about, but, you know, what gets you up in the morning and makes you hopeful about the future? And we ask this question, you know, I, you know, sometimes you get the question, what gets you up at night, but, you know, prefer to ask, you know, <laughs> what gets you up in the morning? And, you know, what makes you hopeful about the profession and the work of communications professionals, communicators? So I have just any final thoughts on that? Yeah, what gets me up in the morning is my children. Uh, they always wake me up, and uh, 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 whatever time it is, I want to sleep into. But they're climbing on the bed. But I think when I look at that, it's people. It that that's what sort of get me gets me up, and always has. I've been in the profession for for twenty years, and and it's that ability to connect in with people and help them understand, help them move forward, change their behaviour, and, and and have impact on whether it's their life personally or or the impact they then have on the organisation they work for. And to think about that, I think now is, as I was saying, the opportunity that we have has never been greater. So therefore, the opportunity to help people has never been greater. So when I wake up every morning and think about, well, what can we do today? And how can we sort of drive forward not only the clients that we work for and the organizations we work for and and the impact that we can have for the employees that we communicate to, but we also have an opportunity to, to drive that profession forward and think about that in five years time or 10 years time, if we do another state of the sector, was 2020, 2021 and, and that period a step change of really being a change to the importance of internal communication. And I just sort of wake up and think, well, I believe that. So how can I do something about it? And, and, and what can we do? And so, yeah, it, it's people really for me, always has been, always will be helping people. Well, thanks so much, Ben. really appreciate your time. And the webinar is on March 11th, and we hope all of you will be able to join us. And if you can't make it live, I, I believe there's also there'll be a recording. So thanks so much, Ben. Really appreciate your time. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Again, thanks to Ben for speaking with me. Very, very interesting overview of the report and the history of the report, State of the Sector report. If you're interested in hearing more about the State of the Sector 2021 report, IBC will be hosting a webinar on March 11th at 11 Central Standard Time. Thank you.